With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I follow Pit Stop on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> David! David! David Hill. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back once again to the Pit Stop Podcast. It's Jake and Fab, we're here. It's currently a Thursday, we're a little bit late once again. However, doesn't matter because this is going to be an epic pod because I believe Jake has a little trick up his sleeve today. Let's not jump straight in with the tricks I've got up my sleeve. Let's give Fernando Alonso the credit he deserves because we ended the last podcast saying that he wasn't on the podium. Of course. But Fernando Alonso got his second podium in his second race this season. So claps for Fernando Alonso. Oh, Fab's got a cup of tea. Yes, claps for Fernando Alonso. That, That is what we needed. Yeah. That is really exciting now. It's what it's what Aston Martin needed. It's what Alonso needed to reignite that flame, you know? If you had said to Aston Martin before the season, you can have two podiums this season, they would have bit your hand off. And they've had two yeah. two podiums in two races. I actually forgot that they uh that they got a podium in Bahrain. Yeah. As well. So that's two on the trot. What do you reckon about Oz? Do you reckon a third one? Oz is interesting. Very interesting. I have heard Aston Martin say that Oz has not always been their greatest track. Well, we're going to find out some things about Australia in the Australia quiz that is coming up in today's episode. We promised you at the end of the last pod, the next episode is going to be a big quiz bonanza. Not only is there an Australia quiz, but I also have five Formula One questions I also want you to answer. So we'll get into them at the end of the pod. How's your week been? How have you been? Uh, Week's been good, yeah. Just been, we've been editing a lot. A lot of editing. Downloaded a new, uh, for any of you editors out there, downloaded Premiere Pro. We've been using Final Cut. Mm. Decided to launch into editing a video the night that we downloaded it. So had no idea how to use it. (laughs) And it ended up taking two days to edit a video, which probably should have taken about four hours. But considering that's the first video you've edited on like Premiere Pro. It's a good, it's a good vid. The reception's been good. We weren't really sure if people were going to like to see a video. So for those of you who don't know, me and Jake have started a championship. Yes, that's right. The Pit Stop Championship is here. We've been speaking to these people for years about it. We years. have. We but have. the last year we've been saying it. Yeah. And it's on the F122 game by EA. And I'm on the sim. Jake's on the controller. And we've just got a little bit of a, bit of a championship going on. So it's going to follow every race in the F1 calendar. We're backdated a little bit. So we're going to get up to speed. But it hasn't gone swimmingly so far has it really no, well the only one that's up so far is Bahrain but we did film Saudi last night and that and, was and a what, happened in, what happened in Saudi 
Well, you just have to wait and see on the episode. The, the episodes are commentated by Matt Gallagher as well. Well, we don't know if he's going to commentate them all, but he commentated the first one. And it's really good. He so has we're, to. We're, we really need Matt to commentate them all. All of the comments are just saying how good Matt is. <laughs> so we need Matt for the rest of them. But yeah, as a YouTube video, that's gone down really well. Like it's got like nearly 10,000 views. Hasn't even been up a day. So buzzing with that. If you want to go watch it, it's on our YouTube pit stop. It has gone down really well. Do you know what hasn't gone down very well? What? The McLaren car. The Mc what, this season? It's gone down like a bloody lead balloon, mate, I must admit. There's been a few things we said on the last pod that people have picked us up on, and we should go through them. Firstly, <laughs> everyone agrees that McLaren are terrible. And McLaren released a statement 15 minutes ago saying that they've, like, sacked someone. Yes. They're, like, changing someone in the order of something. Yes. So, changes going on at McLaren. A few people gunning for Zach Brown. James Key is out. Is that who's gone? That's the guy. That's the guy's name. His name is James Key. Wait, can you tell me about James Key? He definitely doesn't have the key. He doesn't have the key. He doesn't have the secret. Got the key. James doesn't have the secret. He hasn't got any of it, apparently. Well, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. From what I've read, he's joined McLaren in 2019, right? Mm -hmm. And they, you know, they did all right. They've been okay. They were third in the championships in 20. 21? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think they were, they were doing okay. They were doing all right. But for some strange reason, I think the way the cars change now, they, uh, they're struggling with the floor, whatever that means. The floor. Again. They're struggling with the floor and the aerodynamics. So basically, they're, they're booting out their technical director, James Key. Oh, no. James, you're gone, mate. Well, in the time we've been watching the sport, McLaren haven't done anything. So we can very mm. comfortably and fairly say... The McLaren isn't very good. No. Like, it's the same reason when people give us, gave us shit about Danny Rick and we're like, Danny Rick's great. It's like, I've only ever seen Danny Rick be terrible. Well, that's the thing, though. It's like McLaren had such a good stint at one point mm -hmm. for a long period of time. We're, we're, we're reigning champions. So if there is any team that's going to work their way out of the mud, I suppose it's going to be Do you McLaren. think the budget cap may have not worked for them? Because when you look at McLaren as a team, you look at their like base, you look at the money, clearly they're one of the richest teams on the grid, but they're not able to produce the car. Like, do you reckon in years before the budget cap, McLaren were successful because they would spend so much money? Mm, I don't know. It's a hard one to judge because the way that I've kind of pieced this together in my head is that there's just been a lot of change over the yeah. last couple of years. The car's completely changed. They haven't been able to adapt to the, to the new car, really, which is a bit of a shame. But they are calling in Sir David Sanchez. Oh, they, so they've been replaced by Sir David Sanchez. Sir David Sanchez from Ferrari, who I believe was actually at McLaren before. How does this work? We need to ask someone how moving between teams work. That was one of my questions for Mikey. Like, I wanted to know whether it's like a driver market, the same way for like engineers. Like, do you bid for them? Do well, they? Well, this, this brings me on to, to actually something else which I wanted to speak about because, and I haven't got it written down because I forgot about it, but it's just come into my head. Aston Martin have someone from Red Bull now. Yes. The person that people commented on our episode a lot about, is he called Ben Fellows? That could be him. I could have made that name up. Ben. And if I've just said the name of one of my ex's ex-partners or some shit, it's that's going like to be really that. awkward. It's something like that. I swear that is it. And apparently that person was from Red Bull. Yeah. And they bought a lot he, of the he, design. I think, I think he was an aerodynamicist. And, okay. he's, and, and he's obviously, because a lot of people have said the Aston Martin looks like the Red Bull. Um, I wouldn't say it looks like a Red Bull. I'd just say it looks like a championship winning car. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But... Um, I, I was going to ask you the same question. How does it work? Because how much information can these guys bring? Now, you and me were lucky enough at my sister's wedding. 
Yes. To meet a guy who who either worked or used to work That's at That's right. Williams. I went to Fab's sister's wedding as his plus one. Yep, because I didn't have a plus one. <laughs> so Jake came. I would have invited you anyway, mate. Thank you. Thank um, you so much. No worries. And this, this certain person uh, was basically telling us, you know, so when you're leaving a team, there's like a six-month period where... You're, you know, you're still you're still working for that team, but you're not. So mm. so you're basically in isolation. You can't go and see what the rest of the team are working on and building, because for the last six months they don't want you to take any of those updates. They just or lock ideas. you in a room. That's what I took. I from don't it. get it. What what a waste of money. Like, what do you mean? They're going to pay you to go into work and sit in a room for six months. Yeah. Either that, that or they take all your ideas, take them to another team, and then your team loses every year. But surely this guy, if he's come straight from Red Bull, has bought Red Bull's ideas over. Like, there's no stopping that, surely. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. So he would have probably had six months in ISO before really? leaving. Yeah, <laughs> because all these new updates that Red Bull brought out, he would have just taken them straight to Aston and say, oh, this is my team now. This is, who I want, this is who I'm working with. I want us to win. Let's rob all of the Red Bull ideas. I wonder how much you can copy, though. How much you can... Well, to be fair, the Aston Martin is still so much slower than the Red Bull. That's the thing, we can get excited about the Aston Martin and be buzzing that there's another team that is actually going to compete this year a little bit, but they're probably not going to be able to knock Red Bull off the podium. I saw Crofty answering a really interesting thing on the Sky Sports pod. Someone said to him, do you think Red Bull will win every race this season? Yeah. Do you think they'll win every race this season? No. Interesting. Because of like DNFs and stuff? Um, or, beca- or because they're not the quickest car? It's quite sad to say that it comes down to like DNFs and shit for, for Red Bull to not win, but that's probably a big part of it. It is, but I do, I do still think that there's other teams contesting it. Who? I don't know, but for instance, you know, when we watched last year, I think it was Nicholas Satifi in Hungary got into fucking Q1, didn't he, or Q2, and the only reason he didn't, and he was in a Williams. Silverstone, he got Q3. I was it? That. Yeah, because we yeah. were there, and I made the video. I was like, what on earth is going on? Nicholas Satifi uh, is in Q3. And he did it again. I think he got to Q2, and then Q3, something fucked up right at the end, and it was a shame he didn't get it, but that proves that, you know, shit driver, shit car <laughs> can do very well. No offence, Nicholas Satifi or Williams, but you know what I'm saying? So... It's open, mate. The battlefield is open for anyone who can just put those few seconds of quality in. We saw Oscar Piastri what get to Q3. Yeah, yeah, that was great. So for him to do that, there's, there's a lot of talk, mate. There's a lot of talk going on. You know, I've heard some people say, you know, is Oscar Piastri going to become the lead driver for McLaren? <laughs> like yeah, shit people like that. are getting excited about Oscar now. They are. They are really getting excited. So we'll have to see what happens, mate. I think Oscar's definitely worth getting excited about as well. He's going to be... What do you think about... Red Bull, do you think they're going to win every race? I don't see... Th- right, so here's the thing with Red Bull. They haven't been affected by any of their penalties yet. The Red Bull are still so quick because they overspent, as we all know. Mm. And, you know, I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, Red Bull budget cap, Red Bull budget cap this. But they haven't had any implemented penalties yet, really. They've still mm-hmm. had the same amount of everything. The wind tunnel penalty will come in in the middle of the season when Aston Martin will have like 30% more wind comes tunnel halfway time through this than season. Red Bull, yeah. Really? They get it at the same time, but Red Bull get 30% roughly less than Aston Martin. It's like 27% or something like that. So once that happens and teams start implementing upgrades, you can imagine 30% of testing time on your new upgrades is going to be a lot more. Like, 30% more is actually a lot. Well, this is the thing, man. This is why, like, I never get too excited during practice and testing and stuff like that because there's so many upgrades to come throughout the rest of the season that if Aston Martin are doing this well now, 
Red Bull have obviously got a 30% decrease in their win title mm -hmm. time, and then Aston Martin can push through that. Genuinely, you could see Fernando Alonso taking the World Drivers' Championship, something which I have <laughs> preached all of last year, and it was never heard. <laughs> I no one agreed. Yeah, true. I never, <laughs> Not just you, the fans. I, don't, I think Fernando Alonso will win a race this season. I don't think Red Bull will win every race, like you said, reliability. Mm. I do think Alonso will win a race. But I do think Red Bull may have put their strongest car out for race one. And I do think they may have been the only team that have done that because they overdeveloped and spent more money and they probably had to do things in a weird way. I feel like they've put so much upgrades and stuff onto that first car. Whereas Ferrari are saying like Baku, uh, uh, sorry, McLaren are looking at like Baku as well for big upgrades. Mm. I reckon you could see other teams close. I don't think we'll see Red Bull get much further away. I think it will come back. Do you know where I think the battle is? Where's the battle? I don't think the battle is with Red Bull and another team. I think the battle is within Red Bull. Yeah. Okay. There's been a lot. There's been a lot of stuff going on. Well, I ain't going <sighs> to back down about what you said about Checo. I do agree with that. I completely disagree that it'll be Logan Sargent. <laughs> yeah, so I, do I, actually. I am struggling to get my head around the fact that Checo will be a Red, drive, Red Bull driver next year. Well, Even listen, though he won listen. last week. <clears throat> I've done a bit of digging, mate. How far did you dig? <clears throat> not, not too far, just to F1 News Now, because News Now has the best news yeah. right now. Um, so I don't think we really watched too much of the post-race stuff last week because no, we no. had to pod and everything else. But apparently, Joss Verstappen would not even look at Sergio Perez after that race. He completely blanked him. He was not a happy boy. Mm. Right? Joss used to be a racing driver, clearly a very competitive man. He wants his son to be winning the whole time. And there's actually been a little bit of internal ruckus going on within Red Bull because, you know, Christian Horner has basically turned around and said, like, this is not Max Verstappen racing. This is Red Bull racing. I, they're trying. And, and, and Can I just quickly credibility check this? How do you know Christian Horner's turned around and said that? F1 News Now. So what, what have, have you just read an article? And the Express.co.uk, is that enough for you? Um, Chances are it could be bullshit, but what, we'll run with it because it might give us a good title Sky, for the pod. Sky Sports. Yeah, we can run with Sky Sports. Or racefans.net. I've got about four or five links okay. here, mate, so I'm fairly sure. So we sure. are quoting, we're quoting Christian Horner specifically. We're, we're quoting Christian Horner. Okay. Um, and now I don't know where I am. You've fucking messed me up. Okay, so here. Fab, read it straight on the news article. <laughs> Literally reading it because I can't memorize this shit. Look, basically there's, there's just a lot of shit going on. And you can you can obviously see like Max, he always always got a face like a bit of a slap dart every time he doesn't win, and you would be if you're competitive you're gonna be like, you know, not happy that you haven't won, but it is it is Red Bull they have two drivers, mm -hmm. and Sergio Perez, you know, if he's out in front then he deserves to win the race. It's not going to end well, no matter what it's not going to end well. But then I start to think, um, is Max and that really being like this? because they're a bit salty or does this go back to the fucking prediction that I made where they purposely put Max Verstappen's car out of the race in Saudi so that Checo would win? Look, I don't think they did that, okay? You don't I, think? You don't know? Either. I don't know they didn't. I'm with you that there's something weird going on. There's definitely something weird going on. Like, 
I don't see how Red Bull will be able to have a car that quick that can win every week and have two drivers that want to win every week. It's just not going to happen. Like, realistically, the best thing Red Bull could have would be like an Oscar Piastri with Verstappen or mm. someone really young, like a rookie, who might get in the points every week because they'd probably still win the constructors if they had Max winning every week. Yeah. But if you've got Perez, I really just don't know if Perez is going to be there next year. And I'm not saying that because I don't like Perez. I love Perez. He's actually one of my favorite drivers on the grid. And we met him and we spoke to him yeah. and we've, we've interviewed him and we've really, I'd love him on the pod at some point. He's a great guy. But I just don't think the dynamic for a winning team I don't know if that's gonna actually last. I just don't know though, because when you have when you have someone like Max on the team, then that that situation is gonna be the same issue throughout whatever whatever other driver comes and joins Red Bull. But not if it's a rookie, right? Who is there for experience? Like, admittedly, they might have a car that can win. Okay, so yeah, you're what you're saying is right. Because if the rookie is, is suddenly behind Max, then you're in the same. Yeah, but I feel like they could like just put a rookie in there just just for Max. Do you know what I mean? Red Bull, Red Bull need Max if they want to continue winning championships. They need him just as much as Max needs Red Bull. They both need each other. And then you've got this second driver who's sort of like on the outskirts of this, like, it's like being in a three-way relationship, but mm -hmm. like, like a polyamorous relationship, whatever you want to call it, but like, you're, you're only sleeping with one of them. And the other one's like, why do I just get kisses and cuddles? Like, why don't you, why don't we have a bit of romping every now and again? That's pr pretty much what it is. Great explanation. You should write on Sky Sports that. That would be a way more in-depth explanation. Sky Sports could only dream to have me on their website. Um, Joss, Joss Verstappen, to take it a step further, has actually gone, he's gone on the Verstappen.com website and actually written an article about how he basically thinks Red Bull aren't, they're doing... In quotation marks, exerting little influence on Max's journey mate, towards victory. I'm sorry, just for stabbing, mate. Have a day off. Have a <laughs> fucking day off. Like, just shut your laptop, turn your phone off, and go to the beach or something. Your son has won two world championships. Like, he is so young. He's got so many records. Red Bull are doing an amazing job. They're trying to balance the fact they've got two drivers. Get off the website, okay? But that does remind me, Perez's dad has been seen on Facebook as well. Has he? I've seen it, yeah, so sharing. There was a picture side by side of Joss and Max where, like you said, mm. Joss looks moody, Max looks moody. And then there was a picture of Checo and his dad hugging after the race. And it's side by side and ESPN posted it. And wow. he, and he like, quoted it. But I couldn't oh, understand no. what it said because it was in, like, some, his language, Mexican. But it just cracked me up because I was like, why would you share that when you can see the difference? He's literally sharing the difference between him and Sergio and Max and Joss. Mm. And there's definitely some kind of dynamic going on. At, you know, these drivers aren't best friends. I think that's such an important thing to remember. Some of them on the grid might be, but the majority of these people genuinely don't see each other until the race weekend. Like they'll be going to like train on their own with their trainers. They'll live on their own they don't meet up every day and go for coffee. You know what I mean? They no. meet up on race weekends. They go away. They make their plans. Maybe they're in the sim together. I don't know. But it is a strange dynamic. Let's just see what happens at Red Bull. It is a really strange dynamic. And then there's also other little little bits and bobs just floating about in the ether, basically talking about, you know, could Lewis end up going to Red Bull? I saw that, but didn't Christian Horner come out and say no? Christian Horner shut it down, but I'd love to just... To think outside the box, how would you, how do you see that? I don't, I, how do you see Checo leaving um, and Lewis, I don't Max, know, I don't side like, by side at Red Bull? I don't like making any predictions about Hamilton 
Because when I did it before, when I said last week, a couple of weeks ago, about maybe you go to Ferrari, like I still think Hamilton could move if the Mercedes is slow. But ultimately, I want him to stay at McLaren. No, sorry, at Mercedes. But what do you think the dynamic would be like at Red Bull? Not to make what, a Max and Lewis. Not that's to make never a prediction to say it's going to happen. But like, how do you think? How would you put Max and Lewis there when Lewis is the one that will be battling for his for his seventh world champ, eighth world championship? And Max is also battling for world It would be disgusting, wouldn't it? But wouldn't, you, wouldn't you love to see it, though? Yes, <laughs> I would. I think each team should have three drivers, okay? It wouldn't solve a lot, but it would get a lot of rookies in like there. And, and it would just give a lot more driving time. Yeah, I don't know if you want too many rookies on the F1 grid, though. This is like, this is, the, this is, the, this is it. This is fucking it. I heard Alex Brundle talking about the F2 when, you know, Teo Porcher did crash into Oli Berman in Saudi Arabia and he's saying like look it was a mistake obviously it was a mistake F2 is the time to make those mistakes and fucking make sure you don't mm. make them again when you get to F1 there ain't room for that shit yeah I know that in F1 every race you get better every week but I my opinion would be by the time you make it to F1 every driver on that grid is in a level of we are the best in the world you put them in the quickest car I'd assume pretty much any driver on that grid could podium it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Every week in the quickest car. Like they're all within. It'd be a lot more money, wouldn't it? Yeah, three, three drivers. Well, yeah. well three that, drivers was a, per team. that was a really interesting little Formula One debate we had there. Is this you segueing into the questions? Well, I just think you know, there's only so long we can talk about Formula One until we get a bit confused. So we might as well jump into the quiz, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know where you're listening. You might be on a bus. You might be on a train. You might be at work. You might be at sat at home in your underpants. But the pit stop quiz is here. We're going to start off with five questions that are just general Formula One. And then we're going to be moving forward to Australia to test Fab's knowledge on the famous track sitting in the heart of Melbourne. Wow, that, could, the, have been, that could have been fucking crofty. That was like <laughs> poetic. In the heart of Albert Park. Let's go. All right, let's just start up straight away um, with my first question. Good luck to those of you playing along at home. Five questions in the first round. Name the five teams Fernando Alonso has raced for. Now, if anyone could know the answer to this, it should be you. Well, this is Australia-based, No, it? these are the five random ones first. And oh, Fernando Alonso is in the limelight sake. right now. Come on, let's... There's five teams, and we can go through them together. Aston Martin, yes. McLaren, yes. Um, Alpine, Renault, and... You said there's five? Yeah. One more. Uh, Ferrari. Five! Bang! There, there we go. go. Look. Yeah, I didn't click. I didn't click. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Wasn't expecting you to get that. Well, I thought you might get stuck on runner. Nah, man. Knowledge is getting better That's now. who he was racing with when I saw him. Blue and yellow car. I can't forget it. 
Can't forget the blue and yellow. It actually was in 2006 when he won Silverstone. Mm-hmm. That's mad, isn't it? That Fernando Alonso won Silverstone when you were 2006. You were that little boy. I was 11 years old. <clears throat> and, you know, 12 years later or whatever it is. Feels like 30 years later. 12 years later. You were 11. You were at 23. You're 27. 14 um, years later. 14 years later. And we're sat here on the He's out sofa. there and he's doing it again still. And we've got his number one mechanic coming to our flats. Talk Just about to it. say quickly, the, the most amazing thing about it is the fact that he fucked it off and he retired from F1 and what? then came back. What happened there? Just, Why did he retire? And where was he before? Ferrari? Uh, yeah. And then he just decided, look. Off the back of a win? I'm off done. the back of a championship win? Or? No, 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 no. Because Rosberg did, didn't he? Rosberg won and went, I'm out. Yeah, but only because poor guy was battling with Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> Once you've that, won the championship, you'd think, fuck that, I ain't ever doing <laughs> yeah. that again. Question number two. Perfect answer from Fab on num- question number one. Here we go. I have won one Grand Prix. I am 26 years old. I won my only race at the Hungry Ring. And I've been on the podium twice. Who am I? Esteban Ocon. How do you know that? Did you you watch me get these off my laptop? No, I just know who that is. How? Because you knew he won at the Hungry Ring. He's 26. I know he's young. I know he's won one race. Mm -hmm. And he's been on the podium a couple of times. You've probably answered that before a lot of the listeners, fam. Esteban People Ocon. are going to think you're Ladies cheating because it's audio only. Well, fucking fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. James Vowles was chief strategist from 2010 to 2023. But for which team? I'm going to need a multiple choice on that one. Okay. Do you know who James Vowles is? Yeah, he's just gone over to Williams. Yeah, Williams principal. He was chief strategist from 2010 to 2023. But for which team? McLaren, Aston Martin, or Mercedes? Um, um, it would make sense if it was Mercedes, but something tells me McLaren. That's so, that an answer. So, I'm just going to go with Mercedes. Correct. Mercedes was the right answer. Ladies, That's a big... Free out of free. Yeah, yeah. Just Look keep my, clapping. Myself on the back. <laughs> clap, your, clap your back. You know, that's a big signing because... If he's been their chief strategist from 2010 to 2023, he's been there throughout all of them amazing years for Mercedes. And mm. now he's at Williams and he's their principal. That is a big signing. Yeah. People were telling us about that. And the Williams looks good. This is why F1's exciting, mate. Stuff changes. I, mean, I know it happens in every sport. Mm. Nottingham Forest, for instance. Arsenal, top of the league. In, I, not still. Arsenal might win the Premier League in the year pit stop has done well. Didn't you just lose? That would be amazing. You just lost something, though. Yeah, we're knocked out of the Europa League, but that doesn't matter. Who okay? did you lose against? Sporting Lisbon. But it doesn't even matter. heard of them, to be honest. Yes, you have. Sporting Lisbon? Not really. No? Nah. Ronaldinho played for them. Ronaldinho didn't play for them. Actually, Ronaldinho See, I, might have played for them. I, I don't even didn't. know. Didn't. <laughs> Let's not drop into football chat. Let's <laughs> not get ripped for another sport. Okay. Lando Norris has a dual nationality. Yep. But can you tell me which country? Belgium. I um this, this is bullshit. <laughs> the best part about it is that you sat on this sofa for three hours getting these questions. How do you know that? Right, Have you asked down. me that? Did we do this like last year or something? I just know, mate. I just know. I just know the answer to everything. And we've got good knowledge because we know stuff that we're not allowed to say. 
yeah. having guests on. We do. We Go do. On. No, one day, stuff. one day, let me tell you, when we leave the amazing sport of Formula One, one day. There's going to be a lot of naughty then, stuff being said. Then it's going to be fantastic. I do want to make one disclaimer really quickly because of you talking about guests. Guys, we're still trying to get some females on the Pit Stop podcast because we, we know that we're lacking. It's not through not trying. Mm. We are not purposely just targeting women but there are a, definitely a handful of women that we know we're friends with in the sport who we, we really are trying to get on the pod and they're just not able to yeah a lot of it does come down to approvals and who we can get it's not just women there's men that we can't get yeah. as well but um yeah we got a few that's a few of our friends that are women that we really want on we're struggling with yeah we actually one 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 is able to come on just not just now so but if anyone does have any recommendations our instagram is at pitstop please do send through who you would love to have on or same way backwards if you're listening to this and you have an amazing story to tell maybe you work in formula one maybe you do something crazy send us a message and um maybe you can come on the show all right but that's the end of the first little section so four out of five what did i miss you didn't get the oh sorry sorry there's one left who holds the record for the most wins in formula one in one season in one season max when last year that's, that's a bonus question. Yeah, just checking you remembered last year. Yeah. Okay, Australia. Wait, that's five out of five. <laughs> yeah, it's five out of five. <laughs> that's tasty. Maybe just let everyone know that the, the Australia section is going to be nowhere near as strong. You're not going to oh. do a five out of five. Oh, it's going to be hard, is it? Yeah, okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a couple in here that I know you know the answer to. Okay. Because you've already answered one of them. Well, Albert Park. <laughs> so let's start really, really basic. What is the name of the Australian F1 circuit? Albert Park? One out of one. <laughs> right, okay, let's go for a perfect 10 Wait, out of 10. No leg, don't <laughs> we, get we your leg away from me. Right? I'm just excited, I can't believe this. How many laps at the Melbourne Grand Prix? 64, 68, or 58? Oh, see, I thought it was in the 70s. Did you? No, I don't know why I thought that, because it's a big track. Read them out again. 68, 68, 40, 68, 64 or 58. 68, 64. That's not a lot of margin there, my friend. No. There is not a lot of margin there. Within 10 those. laps, all three of them. Oh. 64, 68 or, or 58. I'm going to go slap bang in the middle with 64. And I'm going to give you your first wrong answer of the day. That is, you look sad. Yeah, what is it? It's 58. 58 laps of the Australian Grand Prix. Sorry about that, mate. Yeah, don't, no worries. Can promise you it's only getting harder. Okay. When was the first Grand Prix at the Melbourne Circuit? 2017. Is it multiple choice? Yes. Go on then, give me multiple 2004, choice. 2004, 1996, or 1999? Oh, oh, oh. Um, I'm going to go 99. Incorrect. It was 1996. Shit, see, I would have said 2004, so... Disclaimer, someone might be sat there thinking that's wrong. And it's just hit me that that could be wrong. I am aware that the Australian... No, no, hear me out. The Australian Grand Prix has obviously been around for longer than that. Yes. But it's become Albert Park as that venue. Yeah. Since, I believe, 1996. Um, 
Let's just quickly move past that one as quick as we can. I don't actually get a half point for that. Yeah, you, you don't get anything. Point five. I think it's 1996. Point five. Who holds the lap record at Albert Park uh, with a 124-125? Shit, I know it. I know it. Give me the multiple choice. The multiple choice is Schumacher, Hamilton, or Vettel. Shit, I was going to say Bottas. No, <laughs> it's because every, every week we know Bottas has got a fast lap on like two tracks. Somewhere. I don't know which fucking track <laughs> it is, but he's got a multiple. It's worth guessing. Both. Yeah, Schumacher, Hamilton or Vettel, who do you think has the fastest lap at Albert Park? See, that's, that's three names there from like the fucking V6, V8, V12. It's a 124-125. So when you're watching it this weekend, yeah. you will know that the fastest lap ever was a 124 Am I allowed to Google what the current... No, you're not. You've just got to guess Schumacher, Hamilton, or Vettel. I don't. I'm, I'm going to go Hamilton. And you're going to be wrong. Shit. The answer was Schumacher. Shit. Yes. It's very shit. <clears throat> How many DRS zones at Melbourne Park? Three. Incorrect. No, it's two. Incorrect. Shit. It's four. No, there ain't. There is four DRS zones this weekend. No, there is not. There is. Where? There is four DRS zones. Where? I saw it on Twitter. There is. So you want to ask me about how creditable <laughs> my information is when I've got Sky Sports, The Express, and fucking F1 Race Net news up, and then you rip something off Twitter, and apparently it's fact. I've, no, I've been reading about there being four DRS zones at the at Australian Grand Prix for a while now. I, I wasn't, wasn't there three, and they added one? Yes, but no, we, there was going to be added last year, but Fernando Alonso said it was too dangerous. And now they've added the fourth a wise, again. A wise man with weight to his words. Well, that's the thing. When the king speaks, you'd expect everyone to listen. So I'm actually quite confused that there's a fourth DRS zone. Interesting. And if Alonso wants it taken away, then I'll go there myself. And take it out. And then just take yeah. it out of the ground, whatever, whatever the DRS zone. Just repaint over the line. Actually, yeah, just take it out. So I think there's four. God, don't you just love it when you come to the Pit Stop podcast and you play a quiz where the host thinks he knows the answer? <laughs> it's great. It's awesome. No, it does. It did definitely say there's four DRS zones, which will be interesting. That will be bloody interesting. And if actually. there's only three, then I don't sorry. know I'll be able to keep myself together when I'm watching the race. The Australian is going to be an early one. Oh, of course it is. Do you remember when we woke up last year? Yeah. At like 5 a.m.? Six, yeah. And we was eating McDonald's brekkie. We're going to be doing that. And you pork. You promised to never eat pork again last year for the Australian Grand Prix whilst you were eating your McDonald's. i got to say. How's that going? i got to say. We don't buy we don't buy bacon in this house. No. We, we don't buy sausages. No. Um, I, I do eat ham. Yeah. I do eat ham, but, you know, no sausages, no bacon. I don't. We don't buy pork roasting joints. No. Nope. We don't really do that. So, actually, mm -hmm. considering I haven't made a conscious effort not to, I don't really eat a lot of pork. Yeah, we mostly eat, like, just rice, pasta, salads, See, fruits. You can shut fruit the fuck up. Okay, moving quickly on. <laughs> while I've been slaving over that oven over there, I hear a knock at the door and you've got a six chicken nugget large meal coming to the door. Nothing beats Ronald McDonald. The Australian Grand Prix is under contract to remain on the F1 calendar until when? 2027, 2030, or 2035? I think it's just been renewed, hasn't it? Um, and I know a few tracks have, so it could be 2035. Uh, what are we, 2023 now? Mm -hmm. So would you extend it like four years? And I said it last year, then it could have been five years. This could have been the extra year. Like, I like your thinking there. Yeah. Yeah, you've got 2027, 20, 2030, 20, or 2035. Complete shot in the dark, to be honest, mate. For, for some reason, I've got 20, 
I've got, I've got three in my head. Oh, have you? So, that's interesting. There's three answers. So it could be, there's three answers. It could be 2030, could be 2035. I don't think they would extend a track for 12 years, especially Australia. Australia. Do you know what I mean? Mark Webber. You don't really know what the fuck's going on down here. So, no. Um, <laughs> it won't be 2035. It could be 2030. It could be 2027. I'm going to say 27. I'm going to say they renewed it last year for an extra five years. That would be reasonable, wouldn't it? It it doesn't sound like it is, though. But the crazy thing is, it's 2035. Shut up. That is a long time to have... I mean, it's a great circuit. Twelve, An extra 12 years. Yeah, that is a big extension, isn't That's it? That's a big, big extension. See, it's funny. We see all this stuff happening in Formula 1 now and the changes happening. What the fuck are they thinking 10 years ahead? Cars driving upside down, I tell you. <laughs> I just find it weird that the Luke tracks Luke. can change every year and it Hot isn't wheels. a set calendar. It, it will change a lot, but I don't know mm. about going upside down. The mm. fact that there's new tracks every year is really strange because that's like having the Premier League and there being new football teams every week. Do you know what? There was one bloke, yeah, who got trains all of his life and he thought, I love trains. I do love them. I do I rate trains, but they're just a the little... The guy on TikTok? But no, 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 just... just Francis Bourgeois. Just, just a certain guy. <laughs> And he thought, I love trains so much, but they're just a bit boring. Mm. So then he invented the roller coaster. Big Ada. <laughs> yeah, carry on, sorry. Nothing to do with Big Ada. I'm trying to guess who it is. We don't talk about Big Ada on this pod. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and then he invented the roller coaster, my friend. So. What? The guy who invented the roller coaster come from a train? Well, it's like a, it's like a train that goes upside down, isn't it? What? He was a train driver? Well, nah. I'm just hypothetically fucking speaking here. Like, you have a train, you turn it into a roller coaster. If you've got an F1 car... How is a train anything like a roller coaster? Come on. What, because they're on a track? And there's carriages with people sitting on it. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So then this, <laughs> yeah, whoa, this whoa. fucking joke has gone on for way too long. Oh, next, question. Just, <laughs> next question. Next question. <laughs> Basically, F1 cars will be driving upside down at one point. They will. The Australian Grom. I've already done that one. Which constructor has the most wins at Albert Park? Okay, now I'm expecting you to get this. Okay. Yeah, which constructor has the most wins? Mercedes, Ferrari, Williams, or McLaren? Williams. <laughs> I'm going with Williams. <laughs> Uncracked. <laughs> Can I get a second chance? Yes. What Ma would you like to guess? McLaren. Incorrect. Ah! <laughs> Ferrari. Oh. 13. That's what I mean. So when I was saying to you at Schumacher with the fastest lap, which you didn't get right, mm. Schumacher liked this track. I didn't get that one right. He's got four wins around here. I know that. And there's another driver with four wins who is also Australian. Um, a lot of Australians have a lot of wins. I can't tell you the name. But I can tell you it was in like 1960, why so a long time ago. Why can't you tell me his name? Can't remember. Saw it on Wikipedia. Oh. Credible source. However, you can change people's Wikipedias. There's an Australian, so you're telling me there's an Australian racing driver that you have Wikipedia'd <laughs> to find out that he's got four <laughs> wins and you don't even know his name. No, that's not what I'm telling you at all, okay? You're taking things out of context. I've Googled F1 records to yeah. get some questions for the quiz. Yeah. In return, have noticed that Michael Schumacher has four wins at, at the Australian Grand Prix. Yeah. And I've also noticed another driver has four wins at the Australian Grand Prix. But he didn't have his name written. But I didn't take his name down. Because this question is about the constructors, you not did. the driver. So you've read a Wikipedia page. Fuck off. Just shut up. About 45 <laughs> minutes ago. Who won the Australian Grand Prix last year? 
when we were sat in that room, who took home the victory whilst we were half asleep? It has to be multiple Come choice. on, I need you to think about this. I need multiple choice, mate. Max Verstappen, Charles Leclerc, or Sergio Perez. This should be basic. I mean, admittedly, if you'd asked me and I hadn't Googled it, I probably would have oh, forgot. I ain't got a clue. Max would be the obvious choice, but I'm going to go. Let's, let's think about it like this. First race of the season last year, Ferrari won. Second race of the season, Red Bull won. Third race of the season. Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc. Absolutely correct. Glad you got that one. Yeah. Give yourself a clap for the easiest question. We have two questions remaining. Hope you're enjoying yourselves at home or wherever you are. How many other questions are there? Two. In total? Ten. There was five before though, weren't there? And is this five now? No, these are the last two. These were the ten Australian ones. Oh. You just saw my phone. The ten Australian questions. You just questions. saw my phone. I didn't read it. Yeah? Couldn't read it. If, if you get the answer <laughs> right, then we're going to know where that <laughs> came from, aren't we? Friggin' phone, right? Oscar Piastri will be racing in Australia for McLaren, which is huge for him. Name me one other Australian driver who will be racing that weekend. So there's going to be some other Australian drivers there. Yeah, just forgotten his name. Marcus. It's Marcus? So that's really bad considering today and the fact that he's not Australian. Where the fuck's Marcus from? I'm pretty sure he's from New Zealand. But we'll Google that now because we may have to cut oh, this bit. Shit. Get on your laptop now. Okay. How bad is this, right? We're going to go and see him and I haven't even ever watched IndyCar. I hope, I hope he doesn't ever listen to this. What's his surname? Armstrong. Marcus, Marcus Armstrong. Oh, it's from New Zealand. It's from New Zealand. All right. Well, so, so Marcus it's, can't pass. It's the other guy. It's the other guy. Um, Marcus Dennis Hager. Um, um, I fucking know there is an F2 driver. I've just completely forgot. You're so close. I'm going to give you a clue. Mark Webber. Yeah. That's your clue. Mark Webber. That's a good clue. Mark Webber. Let's build down the chain from oh, Jack, Mark. Jack do it. Thank you very much. But who's the other kid that I'm thinking of? So there's only uh, there's three others, but they're in F3. Jack do Jack Doohan is in F2, yeah. and then there's Christian Mansell. No idea. Hugh Barter no and idea. Tommy Smith in no F3, idea. and they're the Australian drivers. Could it be Daniel Ricciardo? But he's not racing. There, there's one other lad. There's one other Australian F2 driver. Really? Hundy, 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 Hundy. I'm telling you now. Because I've, I've, isn't Liam Lawson Australian? I thought Yuri Vips might be Australian. It doesn't sound like an Australian name. No, it doesn't no, Liam sound Lawson's like a... from fucking New Zealand as well. Yeah. Ah, shit. Well, I've really fucked all of that up, in I? <laughs> Damn it. Final question. Okay. I won the Melbourne Grand Prix the same year I won my only championship. Melbourne. I love how you pronounce things. What? Melbourne. It, am I saying it weird? It's Melbourne. Also, we've got an accent because our, our listeners are all over the world, so they probably think we sound really weird. Mm. Yeah, I won the Melbourne Grand Prix the same year I won my only championship. Who am I? Old <laughs> Joyce? Well, he's got one championship. You know that. Yeah. And I've got a couple of clues. Okay. I'm 62 years old. Okay. I follow Pit Stop on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Damon! Damon! Damon the 1996 world champion. That is the Jake Boys World Championship because it's the year I was born. I actually thought he had two championships. No, he's got one. 
Bloody And hell. he also won in Melbourne in 1995 and 1996. Well, well done, Damon. But there we go. Going into the... You're going to get our Australian predictions next week. But going into the um, race weekend, we know that Ferrari are a strong constructor here. 13 wins around this circuit. We do. This could be now the time that the Ferrari could... Imagine they just shut everyone out. They you know come out it, the blocks and win next week. It feels to me like Australia is this weekend because everyone goes out a week before. Well, it is. Huh? It is this weekend. No, it's not. We didn't have a race last weekend. What day is it today? We just had Saudi, It's mate. Thursday. I thought it was Monday. Okay, yeah. I so, never know what day it is if the podcast <laughs> listeners want to know that. This is me. why... I never know what day it is. This is why I mentioned it before we started. There is no race this weekend, but to me it feels like there is because everyone's out there a week before. Yeah, they're already gone, aren't they? Yep. Well, realistically, we were meant to be in Australia. Yeah. And we were meant to be there right now. We were... But not everything goes. There's a couple of people that really don't like us. Not everything goes the way you want it to go. <laughs> but not everything goes the way I want it to go. One day the real story of Pit Stop will be revealed. Obviously. I will say one thing, all right? There is absolutely nothing behind Pit Stop. There is no corporation. There is no mm. fucking there's no one pulling the strings. We are not puppets. We built this shit on our own. So for anyone out there who thinks that we might be media run by some massive company, it's just simply not true. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. We need that, to this say is it. one of the stumbling blocks we're currently at. I hope people listen to this and realize this was made from a dank bedroom. All right, two lads. It literally was. Together. It literally was. It was made in an empty house because we were renovating a house. There was four white walls and a mattress on the floor and we thought, what can we do? And we started pit stop. It literally is two mates living together, running everything, filming, edit, filming everything, editing everything, coming up with the ideas. Like, we don't have, we, we don't out have to the editors, guests. do we? we no, no, we one, don't. No one That's edits our stuff. Spent two days editing that on Premier Pro. Yeah. Now we've got to edit Saudi, which we just filmed. So we're going to be no in one, edit for two days again. No one posts for us. No one edits for us. No one, like, no one is earning money off of what we do. And there might be a lot of you listening that already know this, because we have a lot of you are long-term listeners, but we're saying this because we've currently hit a stumbling block where not everyone is aware that Pit Stop isn't a bigger outlet. Like, I think some people think we are hosts. Like, we've been hired to host this show. Yeah. Like, no, this is ours. Like, we just called it Pit Stop because we thought it'd be a cool name. That's literally it. So, yeah, I'm glad we said that. Maybe that's reached... Some of the right people. Let's have to let the bird out of the cage for a minute. But other than that, thank you very much for listening to the Pit Stop Podcast. We have a new video on YouTube, which I would love it if you could go and watch. In fact, those of you listening to the pod, maybe you could go over to the YouTube video and say, like, I'm from the pod and leave us a review of things you like on the pod, don't like on the pod. Just engage with us in the YouTube comments on our last vid. We'll know you're there from the pod then. And subscribe. Because we need a few more subscribers, don't we? Yeah. Fab wants 100k. We're on the road to 100k, guys. We've gone past 50k. We've well, gone... We're actually nowhere near 100k, but we can see the light. We're over 50% channel. from zero, my friend. Hey, 50,000 subscribers is unbelievable. YouTube is hard to grow. I'm buzzing with that. If as soon as we get to 60k, that's when I'm, I'm like, okay. So we're very close. We're 58, 58k. Almost. Well, let's see what the listeners can do, eh? As soon as we get to 70k, that's when it starts to... Ooh, this is exciting. If we if we ever get to 80k, that's the home straight for me. I'd be like, yeah, this is it. Oh, should we give them the breaking news that Sunday's episode will be a guest? The next episode is going to be a guest, isn't it? Because we're filming tomorrow. Is it a guest? Yeah, we're filming tomorrow, it, aren't we? Or is it guests? Guests, I would say, do that, but I've got lisp. Say no more. Yeah, there'll be two guests coming for the next podcast episode, which will be out on Sunday or Monday. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to a Pit Stop podcast. Rate of five stars. Hit the follow button. Hit the like button. 
send in any recommendations for guests at Pitstop on Instagram. We'll see you on the YouTube. And we'll see you guys on Sunday, slash Monday, whenever we put it up. See you on Monday, unless we're late again, then, I don't know, any other time in the week. Yeah, <laughs> great. Cheers, see guys. you guys later. Love you all. Bye. taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com